Holy, 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 holy,
I always find myself the week uh, leading up to Mother's Day reflecting on my mom, uh, remembering things about her, the influence that she had on my life, and especially about some of the things that she taught me. You know, so many of the life lessons that we receive uh, come from our mother. And so many of the attitudes and values that we end up growing up with and that shape us as an adult uh, begin with our mothers. So let me share with you uh, some of the insights that a mother can give their child. My mother taught me about the importance of prayer. She said, you better pray that that stain comes out of that carpet. I learned to pray early and often. <laughs> My mother taught me about logic because I said so. That's why. Makes perfect sense. Or if you fall out of that swing and break your neck, you're not going to the store with me. <laughs> Quite logical. That goes right along with the, if you cut your foot off in that lawnmower, don't come running to me. <laughs> I think I actually heard that one. And, uh, you know, I can't pass these things up. Even as a child, I was a bit of a smart aleck. And, you know, she said that, and I said, Mom, I'm not going to come running to you. I'll be like this. <laughs> you know, that, that's the best I'll be able to do. That's really not a smart thing to say at that point to your mom. She taught me about the value of looking ahead, planning ahead. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. That would be my first concern. If I were in a major accident with the airbag in my face and all that, I'd say, I hope my underwear is clean, you know. I, I would be really worried about that. Of course, the problem is if it was clean, it probably wasn't then, you know. You might want to take that out of the radio when he does the radio thing. You might want to get that out of there. My mother taught me about irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. I never quite got that one. I thought I had something to cry about. That's why I was crying. My mother taught me the value of flexibility. Will you look at that dirt on the back of your neck? <laughs> to this day, I've never seen the dirt on the back of my neck. I don't know how to do that. I guess if you were in a mirror and had another mirror and maybe you could pull that off, I don't know. My mother taught me about anticip anticipation. Just wait till we get home. You know, I'd throw that little fit in the store. Just wait till we get home. My mother taught me about mind reading. You must be cold, so go get a jacket. I'm not cold. But come to think of it, I might be cold. My mother said I was. I don't know, so I'll go put a jacket on. 
Or my mother's big thing, you know, if you showed up at my house, uh, this is when I was an adult, you had to eat. It didn't matter if it was meal time or what time it was. You know, it'd be something like, you must be hungry, let's get some food. So, Mom, I had lunch an hour ago. But you don't argue with your mother, so you eat. She taught me about possibilities. Shut that door. Do you think you were born in a barn? I would find myself wondering, was I? Is it possible I was a barn baby? And if I was born in a barn, then I can leave the door open. Because apparently it's okay. Most of the barns I drive by have the doors shut, so I don't really get that one either. She taught me about justice. Someday you will have kids. And I hope they turn out just like you. You know, they don't really think that one through, though. Because if your kids were brats, and you say they hope they have kids just like them, that means your grandchildren are going to be brats. You know, I don't think you want that. So that one you have to think through a little more. And then finally, they taught me about the circle of life. I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of it, you know. That's mom's wisdom. But you know, probably the, the most valuable lesson my mom taught me wasn't her lesson. She actually borrowed it from Jesus. And it was a lesson about how I should treat other people. Matthew seven twelve says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. That Bible verse is so important. It gets a special name. You know what the special name is? The golden rule. And I didn't know how, how many times we've thought about the fact that it's the golden rule because it was given by the golden ruler. There's really only one person in the history of humanity who has ever managed to live by the golden rule 100% of the time. And that was Jesus. He treated everyone with kindness, with compassion, with respect, with understanding. And that gives him the right to give us the golden rule because he's the golden ruler. Now, the, the troublesome thing, the golden rule for the most part is pretty simple and makes sense. Do to others what you want them to do to you. I mean, that, that's logical, it's fair, it makes sense. Even to a child, I learned that when I was a small child in Sunday school. And I remember thinking, you know, I, okay. Do to others what you want them to do to you. The problem is those first three little words. You notice how we just skip those? If I were to go around this morning and if, if I had asked you, could you tell me the golden rule, you would have said, do to others what you want them to do to you or some, some version of that. But that's not how it starts. 
It starts, so in everything. Do to others what you want them to do to you. Now that's a game changer. Because when you start the golden rule with so in everything, it prevents us from doing the thing that we so badly want to do. And that is to make the golden rule conditional and situational. I mean, after all, is it really realistic to think that I am going to treat every single person the way I want to be treated? I mean, there are people who have been mean to me in my life. There are people who have been disrespectful to me. There have been people who have been hurtful to me. And there is no way that he should expect me to treat those people with kindness and compassion and respect and all those things. Does he? I mean, is that right? And if it just started do to others what you want them to do to you, it would leave the door open for me to do that. Say, well, obviously there can be exceptions. If you're really mean to me, eh, all bets are off. In fact, it, it's interesting how easily we revert to being Old Testament people when it suits us. When people are being mean to me or mistreating me, then I'm, a, I'm an Old Testament guy. I go back to Exodus 21-24, which says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now we're talking. That's good scripture right there. That means, you, that means you're messing with me. I get to mess back. You're treating me bad. I get to dish it right back out to you. Bible says so. So if you're nice to me and treating me well, golden rule, I'll do to you as I want you to do to me. But you're being mean to me, Old Testament law, wrath of God stuff. But Jesus doesn't let us do that. In fact, he anticipated we were going to do that. In the Sermon on the Mount where he was giving the golden rule, he, he also said, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, and he wiped out the exclusion. I tell you, you have to be kind and caring and respectful and compassionate even of those people. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's why he begins the golden rule so in everything. He eliminates the conditions. He eliminates the situational nature of it. And he basically says this rule of relationships to do to others what you want them to do to you is universal and absolute. 
It should be part of every single relationship you have, regardless of how the other person is acting in the relationship. But our sinful human nature doesn't want us to do that. It goes against our nature to be that way. And it's so easy, if you just change a word or two, you can corrupt the golden rule. (laughs) Do unto others as they do unto you. I just changed a couple words. But see, that's making it conditional, isn't it? I'm going to check out how you treat me, and then I'm coming back at you with the same. How about do unto others before they do unto you? I just changed a couple words. (laughs) And then there's my favorite. The golden rule is whoever owns the gold gets to make the rules. That's just plain wrong. We're just going to throw that one out. You know, and it's interesting that the golden rule didn't originate with Jesus at least not the, the basic idea. There were versions of the golden rule long before Jesus came along. But there's a huge difference in the way he taught it compared to others. Let me give you some examples. 500 years before Jesus, Confucius said, what you do not want done to yourself, do not do to others. See, it's the golden rule, but in the negative form. What you don't want done to you, don't do to somebody else. 400 years before Jesus, Greek philosophers wrote, whatever angers you when you suffer at the hands of others, do not to others. 300 years before Jesus, they said, what you do not want to be done to you, do not do to anyone else. And here's my favorite. 200 years before Jesus, in the ancient Jewish writings, it says, What thou thyself hatest to no man do. You know who really said that first? Yoda. (laughs) Isn't that that Yoda speak? (laughs) What thou thyself hatest to no man do. I mean, that's Yoda. That's, I wasn't a very good Yoda impersonation, but, but even Yoda knew the golden rule. But, but I hope you noticed every single version of the golden rule prior to Jesus was in the negative form. Focusing on what you shouldn't do to others rather than what you should do. And here's the difference. The negative form of the golden rule makes it basically a self-centered idea. I don't want you to be mean to me. So I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm basically trying to benefit from this arrangement. I guess I'll, I'll treat you nice because I want that back. I want it to be a reciprocal kind of relationship. But Jesus comes along and says, no, 
They all got it wrong. The focus should not be on, on me and how I want people to treat me. The focus should be on them and how I should treat them regardless of how they treat me. You see, this is a higher form of the golden rule. And it's based on Jesus' relationship with us, with the way God looks at us. When we ignore God, he doesn't ignore us. When we sin against God, he doesn't sin against us. When we lose faith in God, he does not lose faith in us. So God's treatment of us has nothing to do with the way we treat him. But it's all about his love and his grace. And that's where Jesus comes along and says, look folks, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to bear my name, Christian, you got to get this right. It's not about setting people up to be nice to you. It's about you treating others the way God treats you, regardless of how they respond. I may treat you with kindness and you throw it back in my face. My response, be kind to you again. That's what Jesus asked us to do. Now, I've got to tell you, that's hard. I say to the world around us, that's an idealistic and unrealistic way to live. It would be if I didn't have Christ in my heart and if I didn't have his spirit in my life because it's not my human nature that's going to let me do that. It's the power of him in me. I'm going to let him love others through me. And I also want you to notice it has nothing to do with feelings. This is where we get crossways with this. It's like I can't be nice to people who are mean to me because that doesn't feel right I don't feel like treating them well after what they've done to me. And I think if Jesus were here, he'd say, I understand that. Believe me. When I was hanging on the cross dying, do you think I felt like saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do? No. But that's what I was supposed to do. That's what I came here to do. That's what God's love within me would do. So that's what I did. It doesn't have anything to do with feelings. It has everything to do with faith. And so the golden rule causes us to rise above our human nature, to rise above our feelings and say, I am going to treat you the way Christ treats me regardless of how you come back at me. This is so important that Jesus tagged something on the end. He says, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Now, that doesn't rock our boat, but to the people of his day, when he was talking to them, that was an incredible thing to say. 
That I am going to take everything the law and the prophets said about our relationships with one another and how we interact with one another, and I'm going to sum them all up. There's 400 some odd Jewish laws. There's hundreds of teachings by the prophets, and I'm going to take it all and put it together in one statement. Do to others what you would have them do to you. Because he said, if you can do that, you'll take care of all the rest. He loves us unconditionally, treats us with kindness and grace, and that is what he asks us to do for others. So I hope as we go through uh, this week, as we interact with people in our homes, uh, with our friends, at our workplaces, in our schools, let's remember the words of Jesus, that in everything, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Remember that the golden rule was spoken by the golden ruler. And that as his followers, we want to make a difference in this world by living as he lived and treating people as he treated people. And I think you will be pleasantly surprised at the eventual outcome. And I say eventual outcome because there are people who it seems like the nicer you are to them, the more they take advantage of you. The better you treat somebody, the worse they treat you back. But you hang in there. And in time, that will begin to change. In time, they will begin to question, why in the world do you do that? Every time I'm disrespectful to you, why do you treat me with kindness? Every time I'm mean to you, why do you come back at me and treat me well. What is there about you that is different from most people I know? And that's when the light of Christ will be able to shine through the brightest. Let us pray. God, I am so grateful that we have the opportunity to show this world the light of Jesus by following the golden rule. Something so simple and yet so profound. Something so easy to understand and yet so hard to apply. Something that we can only do through you in us. Father, we've surrendered our lives to you and that means living in obedience to your will and to your word. So I pray that you be with us in all of our relationships especially the difficult ones, that you allow us to do to others what we would have them do to us and do it in your name. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.